Unify.com is pleased to partner with Dr. Chernoff's podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Greg Chernoff, Triple Board Certified Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgeon. Today, you're listening to the Chernoff Cosmetic Surgery, Your Natural Best Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the aging face. Dr. Chernoff, when patients come in to see you, whether it be a male or female, what are some of the top concerns they have? And I'm really glad that you mentioned male and female. I've been at this for 30 years, and when I started my practice, my practice was 90% female, 10% men. It's approaching 50-50 now because it's okay for men to want to look uh, their natural best uh, as well. And whether male or female, patients come to see me primarily for three main reasons, uh, which are the major signs of aging. Number one is the gravitational descent of their facial muscles, and and gravitational descent occurs below the neck as well. But from a facial standpoint, as we age, our brows start to fall. As they start to fall, we start to see hooding around the eyes. As the gravitational descent affects our mid-face, we see a deepening of our tear troughs and an accentuation of the fat pad uh, that our eyeball sits on, causing the bags under the eyes. As the descent affects the lower third of the face, we see deepening of a patient's marionette lines, we start to see their jowling, and the banding in the neck where they're seeing their platysma muscle, which is akin to the rectus muscle in your abdomen, two vertical bands. The second sign of aging that we all go through is volume loss. We all lose fat in our faces, women more than men, primarily in the middle face, which causes a flattening of the mid-face, and around the mouth, where women start to see a loss of bulk and definition to their lips. They start to see all of the lines around the mouth, which really represents where you're seeing where your skin is now attached directly to the muscle that operates your mouth without uh, the intervening layer uh, of fat. Uh, And then the last stage of aging that we all go through is the loss of elasticity, the loss of tone, quality, clarity of skin, where you start to see crepiness of the skin, pigment variation. The number one sign of hormonal changes in women is pigment variation on the skin, the crepiness uh, of the skin, uh, below the neck, uh, excess fat, the dimpling known uh, as cellulite. Uh, so genetic factors play come into play as well. Uh, we inherit our parents' uh, features uh, under all of the the topics that and headings that I mentioned. Uh, our soft tissues in our body uh, rest on the bony framework. So many times I have to adjust uh, the bony framework, which the soft tissue lays on by implants or by by changing the the shape of different bones as well. And not you know you. You, you inherit your genes, you can't change that, but how you take care of yourself or not as you live uh, as well. So environmental uh, issues, depending upon what you put in your mouth, it's calories in, calories out. Uh, if you smoke, uh, if you consume uh, too much alcohol, these are all things that are negatives uh, as it relates to facing, facial aging. Why do some surgeons not offer combined procedures? So all, all I used to do uh, prior to uh, aesthetic plastic surgery was head and neck cancer surgery. So many of those operations were 10 to sometimes 20 hours uh, long. I did microvascular reconstructions. 
So my willingness to to spend seven to eight hours uh, for a patient really helps a, a patient, certainly financially, the hard costs of doing any of these procedures are the initial operating room setup time. So if I can piggyback procedures for patients <clears throat> while they're already there, there's a significant cost savings passed on to patients. It also uh, is beneficial because then a patient only has to heal once instead of splitting up multiple procedures, which then lead to multiple time off and uh, uh, prolonged healing, uh, if you will, as well. There's also great studies in our pain literature that show that whether I do someone's brows or whether I do their brows, eyes, face, neck lift in the same session, there's no statistically significant difference in the discomfort they feel. So if they hurt, uh, they hurt. Um, so some sur- we're also, no matter what we do in life, we're all victims of how we've been trained. And so if some surgeons have not been trained in doing some procedures, then they, then they don't offer them. Uh, the, the only way also, there's, there's also a lot of talk about uh, you know, local anesthesia versus IV sedation uh, versus general anesthesia. Uh, the only way that you can, and we rarely use this word in life, but the only way that we can guarantee a patient that they won't hear something, feel something, or experience something that they would feel, find distasteful is to let them have a little catnap. That's also what has improved in the last 30 years are the anesthesia medicines. So the anesthesia medicines that we use uh, have very short half-lives, meaning they're in and out of a patient's body very quickly. The level of anesthesia required to do any of the procedures that I do from head to toe is very light general, just on the other side of an IV sedation. Uh, It's much lighter, a much lighter uh, anesthetic than if you broke a limb or if you had intra-abdominal surgery as well. Accreditation is also important to offer uh, general anesthesia. You have to have special accreditation uh, for that, and not at all physicians' uh, uh, facilities have that special uh, accreditation that uh, that we possess in in our surgery centers, both in Indiana and in California. Okay. Now, what would you say are the most common procedures you perform? What I would be known for would be in a single session. Many patients come in and they have uh, pretty eyes or handsome eyes, but there's too much curtain around the window, uh, being their eyelids, and the curtain rods sit too low, which would represent uh, their eyebrows. So in a in a single session, I will do uh, an eyebrow lift. Uh, we do that endoscopically using a, a tiny little scope with a single incision behind the hairline. We then go on and do the patient's upper and lower lid uh, eyelid uh, uh, surgeries, or their eyelid lifts. And then we finish that off with a face neck lift. So eyelid lift, brow lift, face neck lift, plus or minus doing something to the quality of their skin, uh, be that uh, using a laser to improve uh, their skin or using a system, a a radio frequency or an electrical energy system to do that, plus or minus uh, their breasts, plus or minus their liposuction. So that's a a full day's work for me. That's That's a great accomplishment for them to have all that done in a single session. Now we've all seen what we would call bad or unnatural looking facelifts. How does your technique keep your patients looking natural? That's probably the biggest, you know, the biggest fear of patients undergoing facial surgery for both the patient and their loved ones. Uh, Their loved ones are afraid that they're, that, that they're, family member having surgery will look different uh, the greatest stigma is that you don't want to look done, particularly not a pulled look if you're having a facelift. 
anytime that we can walk into a room and tell that someone has had something done, be it that standing behind a jet plane waiting to take off look or the, the, the deer-eyed surprised look, if the patient has had an overly aggressive uh, forehead lift, that's not an aesthetically pleasing uh, result. So our nicest compliment is when no one can tell that someone has had something done. Uh, many, many people uh, 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 refer to that uh, as the, the subliminal difference. Dr. Steve Diane in Chicago came up uh, with that term. Subliminal difference means that someone who is important in the patient's life, who they haven't seen for a while, would look at them and not be able to put their finger on what looks better, but they would just know and tell that they look better. And that's really our, our nicest compliment. How we've been trained to do our procedures also uh, is directly proportional to our results. So I perform uh, a procedure called a deep plane uh, facelift. And the word facelift uh, encompasses many different procedures. Some doctors do a facelift that just deal with the skin. Some patients just do a what is referred to as a, as a, a SMAS plication where they're just putting some sutures in the facial muscle. I actually make, uh, we make an incision in the facial muscle, uh, lift up that muscle. Uh, we all have, uh, they're called facial retaining ligaments that hold specific areas of the face in place that if you don't release those ligaments totally, you won't get a nice glide of the tissue. And so by releasing those facial ligaments, we're able to elevate uh, the facial musculature to provide a very natural and most importantly, a long lasting Result. Most patients uh, come back saying, you know, I really, I'm seeing many of my facelift patients 10 to 30 years down the road, and they come in now saying, I know I still look better having done it than if I didn't, but I really like how I looked my best for the first 10 years. So you get at least a decade of, uh, of looking uh, your best. Uh, if a lot of doctors don't feel comfortable doing eyelids at the same time, then they try uh, to, to stretch sideways the tissue by the eyes, which really just changes the shape of the eyes, gives uh, patients a very unnatural and, and pulled look. So helping someone look their natural best is directly proportional to the techniques that we utilize, and direct, which is also then directly proportional to uh, the, 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 the decades of, of training and the decades that I've already been uh, in, in practice. We've had the the privilege of operating on tens of thousands of patients uh, and uh, uh, the most gratifying part for me is watching how the smallest changes have such a dramatic effect uh, in self-esteem for these patients. Well, in addition to your techniques that you use and your expertise, how would you say your office and the approach you use is different or sets you apart from other offices? Because these procedures are procedures patients don't have to do. It's not like having to get your gallbladder out or having to get your appendix out. Aesthetic patients deserve, and they pay for, uh, the, the, the fine nuances uh, that really equate with taking good care of a patient as opposed to just doing things to them. And I've really been blessed. Uh, I'm so blessed to have what, what I know to be a world-class staff in both of my offices. I'm surrounded by, by excellent nurse practitioners, nurses, uh, patient coordinators, uh, uh, medical assistants uh, from top to bottom who have been with me for decades. Uh, 
Uh, two of my nurses have been with me for, for 30 years. Uh, and so any anyone who has had procedures done elsewhere who then come to have things done uh, at Chernoff Cosmetic Surgery uh, tell us that it's our aftercare uh, in, as well as our procedures that set us apart. We typically uh, see our patients uh, back every day for the first week to 10 days, once a week for a month, once a month for a year, and then yearly for up to five years. Uh, and that just allows uh, allows us to take good care of them and not just do things to them. It matters to me not only how the patient looks, but how they feel uh, about this uh, as well. And the most important time in our relationship is the, is the immense amount of time that we spend with our patients before before I ever touch them. We get to know our patients. We get to know... Uh, you know how their lives are what's important to them what they're wanting to achieve uh, if you followed me all day in my clinic you'd see that 90% of what I do in the office is to manage uh, patient expectations uh, another factor that we're seeing with healthcare being what it is uh, now I'm seeing many more 70 80 90 year old mm -hmm. patients coming in saying I don't feel my chronological age and yet the person that I see in the mirror doesn't match how good I feel so if you have a safe way of helping me, I'm really interested. Many of those patients have some medical conditions that we have to get sorted out to make sure they're safe candidates for surgery. And I believe my nursing staff, uh, again, is, is, is exemplary uh, when it comes to uh, getting the patients ready for uh, surgery, both medically as well as uh, psychologically. Not only f uh, from a facial standpoint, uh, but again, my, my training has also been uh, in below-the-neck uh, surgery, and so we offer uh, the majority of uh, types of breast surgery as well as surgical and non-surgical body sculpting because many patients' self-esteem uh, is, is affected not only from what they see in the mirror from their face, uh, but also uh, then body-wise uh, as well. And all of us have a sense of self-esteem and again, I'm always surprised how the smallest changes can have such a dramatic effect on self-esteem. Any kind word extended to us, no matter how small, can be very uplifting. And when patients in the post-operative phase keep hearing, gosh, you look good, but I can't put my finger on why, that's very uplifting. So after 30 years, I'm still so blessed. I love every day. I love every minute of every day. Uh, and I'll probably do this till I'm 100. You've been listening to the Chernoff Cosmetic Surgery or Natural Best podcast with Dr. Gregory Chernoff. We hope you tune in next time for our next episode.